Welcome everyone to Vikings Now, our first victorious Vikings Now. Jim Rich, Ahmad Hicks, Pierre Nujim. Your Minnesota Vikings win 21-13. Uh, Ahmad, everything right with this team now? No reason to worry about anything? Just uh, three and two, or two and three next week? Three and three, four and three? Did you watch that first offensive possession? Oh, there's still stuff to worry about. This team is still committing turnovers. They they did not look impressive versus a Panthers team that was 0-3. They very well looked like the better team in more, in more parts of the game than I. So I think there's still a lot to worry about. Optimism, as we've said every week, you know, move forward, some, some positivity. But the Chiefs are right around the corner, and I like to believe that Patrick Mahomes will do a better job picking up the blitzes and know where to get the football, unlike Bryce Young. So, positive win. Marcus Davenport looked phenomenal. couple of sacks for him. Good addition to the defensive line. They needed that. But, man, still need some work to do on that offensive front for them. Uh, Pierre, obviously the defense is the story of this one as they dialed up the blitz game. Uh, they've dialed it up every week, but this is the first week we've seen it actually have success. Nice to see a healthy Marcus Davenport and see what he can do for you. And it's nice to really get him on the field. This is the kind of defense that I was envisioning when Brian Flores was hired uh, as the defensive coordinator. A defense that shows a lot of pressure, that gets after the quarterback, that doesn't blow assignments. And we saw a lot of that today. And uh, it made a world of difference. Bryce Young is an inexperienced quarterback at the NFL level. I think he will only get better. But in his third start, because he didn't start last week uh, of his NFL career, I, I think he was overwhelmed. He was just overwhelmed by the pressure that was seen by this Minnesota defense. And like I said, I, even though I don't think Carolina is, is that good of a football team, so you know I, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. Marcus Davenport, uh, how much of a difference does he make long term? yet to be determined, but today he made a really big positive impact. Well, I think the big thing is it gives something other than just Daniil Hunter on that yeah. line. That's the thing, right, yes. Ahmad? Yeah, you got absolutely. someone else to actually stick his nose in there once in a while that the offense has to concern themselves with. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing that we didn't see. Obviously, everyone knows the Vikings don't have a lot of depth, just in general, besides the safety position or wide receiver position on this team. So when you miss a guy like Marcus Davenport for the first three games, you're kind of just thinking to yourselves, like, how do we find pressure? We're literally blitzing 80% of the time, but nobody is giving home, getting home because you didn't have anybody with that skill set right, outside right. of Hunter. Well, now I, he's back. don't mean to interrupt, but yeah. Pete the, or Pierre, that's what Pete said Sunday night, last yeah. Sunday night on Vikings postgame tonight, that somebody has to win a one-on-one -on -one right. battle, right? They're blitzing people. They're the same. They're one-on-one -on -one battles with every offensive lineman. Somebody's got to get through, and today they figured that out. Yeah, and in the early portion of the game, especially in the, in the first half. I was watching the line of scrimmage a lot as the game was going on, and, and Minnesota's front four didn't seem to get a lot going. It, wasn't look, it didn't look like they were getting much pressure in that first half. The second half is really where they turned it up and dialed it in, and you saw Marcus Davenport run free. You saw Harrison, Harrison Smith. Nobody, I think people forgot that Harrison Smith was on the football field because he had a free run to the quarterback not once but twice mm -hmm. in this game, and it paid off dividends. For Minnesota, So I thought the trench play started a little slow today, but got better as it went along. And hopefully that's just a springboard for what's to come later on as the season progresses. How much of this was the inexperience of Young to figure this out versus the Vikings defense figuring something out, Ahmad? 
I want to say 50-50. Uh, I think Marcus Davenport being back is a huge help, a huge benefit yep. for this yep. defense because he cannot be blocked one-on-one. -on -one. I think we saw that today, and he didn't even play a lot today. He really only played during passing down situations, and he told our Don Mitchell after the game he needs to do more conditioning. He needs to get in shape so he can contribute more. So I think that was 50% of it, and I think the other 50% was Bryce Young because – 95% of the time, it looked like he was looking at the offensive lineman or defensive lineman in front of him <laughs> instead of his reads down the field. So you could tell he was sensing the pressure. He was a little frustrated. He didn't trust his his ability within the pocket, which you expect from a young quarterback. So I, I say 50-50. I think there's a long ways to go. Yes, they got home. Yes, they got some sacks. Yep, but Adam Thielen still had a pretty solid day, and that's the only top receiver that they had. So it's not like the Vikings had a true test where they're like, oh, we, just, we locked down a number one wide receiver. Thielen still went off. So, I mean, some work to do. Yeah, and you look at it, Pierre, you know, this Carolina defense is certainly not a world beater in the National Football League, but they were able to keep this Vikings offense in check until the Wanham strip sack that uh, ended up in the touchdown. So, you know, that was kind of a bit concerning, although it, it seems that they changed their offensive approach for this game. Because Cousins threw the ball under 20 times. Yeah, wow. It was a lot of groundwork today yeah. with Akers definitely contributing and Madison realizing that somebody's right behind him and he may be ahead of him if he doesn't show something this week. Mm -hmm. uh, he was much more impressive today. Five yards shy of a 100-yard game for Alexander Madison. More importantly, did not fumble the football. But the Vikings offense did have two turnovers, though, two Kirk Cousins interceptions. That second one, uh, pressured, thrown uh, – thrown as he was pressured looked like a pop fly out there yeah, in really, uh, center field so that ended up in into the hands of the the Panthers defender but um I can't recall a game in which I saw both NFL teams finish a game with under 200 yards or under 300 yards of total offense it's been a while since I've seen both teams finish a game with under 300 yards of total offense so it wasn't a very pretty game by any means the the Vikings were able to move the football fairly efficiently it wasn't a pretty game offense by offensive standards by any means but if it wasn't for the turnovers i think we would have seen a little bit more points on the board today for minnesota so well, that, they had that first touchdown yeah, taken away yeah, right. on, on the uh and, and penalty we, we thought here we go again I, yeah. I it was uncanny i mean you all you could do at that point was just laugh because it, you're thinking to yourself what more can this team endure in, in by way of turnover and, and you just march all the way down the field in the opening drive of the game trying to make a statement in this game only to see it go back 99 yards. <laughs> uh, credit to the Vikings. Uh, it really That really could be a backbreaker early, but they stuck with it, hung in there, found a way to get the job done. So credit to them. I think they were lucky that it happened so early because they're like, all right, we got 59 minutes still to make yeah, up for this one. Yeah, of course. I suppose. Yeah, but that Kirk has to be better. I mean, as a former player, you just see the, the play developing, that flat route. That's something you hit immediately. That's your first read. You're like, all right, if it's open, I'm taking right away. So the fact that he looked off to his second read, I think it was Hawkinson that was open. He had a little sit-down route. Uh, the fact that he threw that late, though, across the wide side of the field. It's right. Like it just was so slow floating yeah, across like there. He know he has to be better. I'm sure he'll be the first one to tell us after the game. Like, oh, oh yeah. I, I can't oh, make yeah, that he throw. Did. Yep. But um, costly mistakes. I think good teams make you pay for those. Luckily, they returned it for seven, you know, and the Panthers aren't really that good. But I think next week you can't have those mistakes versus no. the Chiefs or in two weeks when you play the 49ers. So it's like, yeah, okay, the offense kind of took a step back, but 
They they finished the drive. They they ran the ball more efficiently, but there's still so much work to be done. A lot to say about Cam Akers, though. I mean, five carries, 40 yards, eight-yard average. Um, thought we would see a little bit more from him, but I think, like as Pierre said, and you mentioned Alexander Madison. He, he knows somebody's breathing <laughs> yep. down his back, and he's running a lot differently from the first couple of weeks in the season where he was kind of dancing a little bit, trying to find the right hole and maybe break one, whereas now he's getting the football, he's getting north and south. He's not dancing at all, and that's what you want to see. But you, you do see the way he was carrying it? Today. He had two yeah. hands on the yeah, football. Yeah, just but buried. One, but one thing I want to bring up, Kirk still pressured quite a bit today, still hit quite a bit, two sacks for Carolina. You paid Dalton Reisner up to $4 million. Why is he not playing? I don't know. I don't know if it's – well, he has been out, didn't have any training camp, mm-hmm. uh, was dealing apparently with an injury, right, he when was, you spoke yes. to him when he mm-hmm. first got here. There was an injury during the offseason mm-hmm. that may have backed teams off from even signing him, including the Vikings who brought him in early during camp, knowing that they needed more help on the offensive line. So it may be – I don't think it can be – the playbook, uh, right? No, right? It's no, got to be no. something more conditioning or that injury is not 100% yet and they just want to keep walking this through. Well, he, he hasn't taken much practice reps, so we can't throw that out there. He hasn't had any contact because uh, they don't do anything competitive during <laughs> right. the season. They're just dressing it up for uh, the game day. So he did mention how he wanted some reps with the ones before he did go out there and start. Uh, but from someone that I was talking to inside the organization, they said that he's just repping with the practice squad right now. And I don't think that's about talent. I think that's about getting him in condition and uh, doing what he has to do. And then somebody else told me, they said, oh, Ed Ingram and Ezra Cleveland have been having the best practices of their careers. I'm like, it's at practice going up against the practice squad. They should be having good practices. So, yeah. yeah, well, you know, I mean, this may be something that lights a fire under those guys. Same thing with Madison. You saw all of a sudden, here's Akers right here. And as you said, he's ripping off eight yards of carry. I got to get going. Uh, those two linemen may be saying, look, if I don't start knocking people around, uh, I'm going to be the one sitting on the back burner. But the running game, though, Pierre, in the grand scheme of things, as we know, if the schedule gets much tougher the next two weeks, they have to be able to run the ball because they can't live on Cousins' arm. And today they didn't have to do that because they were able to, you know, move the ball efficiently via the ground game. Did, did, did you see enough today, I guess, to say, okay, this is enough yeah. for this team in the future if they can produce these kind of numbers? I think it's a start. I think it's a start, and and you know the the run game we've been talking about it since the season began. This team doesn't really seem to have an identity on the ground. They turned the ball over a lot, which you know thankfully didn't happen by way of the fumble at, at least. But I think what you need to do is you you have to be able to run the ball efficiently, especially against teams like Kansas City and then San Francisco when they come up in a couple of weeks, because you need to set yourself up on third and short. The problem today was. I still you look at the you you look at the numbers for Minnesota and I'm starting to think like how did they win this game overall? They lost the turnover <laughs> battle. They were one of eight on third down today, one of eight. Yeah. If that happens against Kansas City, uh, the question is, did you get get beat by 20 or 30 against the <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs? You're correct because you have to convert third down and keep Kansas City's offense off the field. That is the only chance you are going to have in that game next week. And if you can establish a running game, then that opens up the playbook. We all know that Kirk Cousins is very efficient when it comes to play action passes. So I I think it's a start. 
Am I impressed? Not really. But is, is it a start? Yes, I think it's a start. Well, you had 69 yards rushing the first two weeks combined. You had 135 yeah, right. today. Yeah. I'd there's say that's definitely a start. step in the right direction. Yeah. See, but that's Minnesota people. That's what Minnesota sports fans do. <laughs> the bar is so low for you guys that you just accept, like, mediocrity. And it's like, no, you should not be celebrating this win. You should actually be frustrated because they should have won by more. So if you're a fan, you should not be happy about this game. You should be circling the Chiefs and saying, look, we need to get our stuff together or it's going to be a blowout. Be real with yourselves. Like, this team didn't look good today, but they got to win, most importantly. Well, they have to learn to win, right? That's the mm -hmm. first thing. They were able to close it out. Harrison Smith was fantastic today. Vintage Harrison yeah. Smith. Three sacks. He had the strip sump, a sack as well. So, I mean, you look at what – 14 Smith tackles, could, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was everywhere today. And, obviously, Brian Flores knows he's the key. And that means the Chiefs are going to be looking for 22 every time he's on the field to figure out where he is and what he's up to. But they were able to get that pressure home. Was it, Ahmad, the reason they got home was because Carolina's line is not that good? Or were they doing something different that we've not seen the first uh, couple of weeks of the season? I think it was a mixture of Carolina's line not being that good and Bryce Young being flustered and yeah. not being able yeah, to recognize yep, yep. a lot of defenses. Because on the game-ending sack that Harrison Smith actually got, it was a four-man rush. But Flores showed, I think, six or seven at the line of scrimmage. So Patrick Mahomes and a, you know, a Brock Purdy may be able to decipher that and be like, all right, he's not coming. This just these three. We got time slip, slide the protection over here. Whereas Bryce Young is still not comfortable doing that. So good game. I mean, some, a confidence booster for this defense, most certainly. But I want to see you do that against a good quarterback who understands protections, who knows his offensive line, and who knows where his hot route is. Because like we saw with the Chargers, Justin Herbert knew where to go with the football when the Vikings blitzed him 80% of the time, and that's why he was 32 or 38. So against teams with good quarterbacks, with good play system, or good play calling systems, and you can decipher defenses really fast, that defense still needs work. You know, So uh, it's a step in the right direction, as Pierre alluded to, but still a long ways to go. How about the, the back end, the secondary? Caleb Evans had a good hit today, stepped up, was more physical. Um, Carolina didn't do a lot through the air. Again, that could be the inexperience of the rookie quarterback, right? Thielen was really their main target. But DJ Chart, did, did he even show up? I, I didn't he hear his name hardly, hardly at all today. So was it that secondary? actually making a step up today or again are we looking at inferior opponents and that makes you look better I, I think it's a combination of inferior opponents and the ability of the vikings to get pressure on the quarterback that i mean if you can get pressure and and force the quarterback to hurry through his reads and have him have happy feet like we saw today with bryce young then that's going to make your corners look a heck of a lot better but mm -hmm. i i think it's a it, the secondary i thought of caleb evans he had a pi call on him can't remember what quarter. Oh yeah, I thought, early, I thought it was early a, on. I, I thought it was a little tough. I, I the coverage looked pretty good. I, it, it was a little bit tough, a, a, a bit of a tough call, but I understand why they threw the flag. I thought it might have been a little ticky tack, but illegal, I thought the, illegal contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the mm -hmm. I thought the coverage in itself, like by the in real time, I thought the coverage was good. But yeah, when you look back, it's like yeah, okay, I get it. But that's something that you can improve on. Okay, that's something you because he was with we was with Chark every single step of the way in that route until the very very end where he put his hands on him like that, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that those are teachable moments that can get corrected. Um, so I, I just think the when you're able to dial up blitzes and, and provide a pass rush the way they were able to today, that's going to take a lot of pressure off your secondary. So I think that's 
primarily part of it in terms of you know a, a pure one-on-one -on -one coverage from what we saw today I thought it was fine I thought it was fine uh, it just Carolina's not a, a very impressive team this is why this is why you know I'm not very nice. likable I'm not very likable and people are frustrated with me because what? because because I like it's hard him. for me no, you like you no, like I don't, even, a like, lot, I don't, don't even I don't even yeah. like myself sometimes because as I say this out loud it, it's like yeah, okay, the Vikings got to win today. But in my mind, because I'm always thinking of the big picture, I'm like, so what? So what did they want today? I know 0-4 would have been an absolute disaster. Don't get me wrong. I know we everybody would have had an absolute meltdown if they would have lost today. I get oh, that. Yeah. But, I mean, when you're looking at the way – Ahmad said it perfectly. They didn't play that great of football today. Yeah, they got the win. Okay, you're feeling good about that. But you can't take that type of performance and feel good about what you have moving forward, especially when you look at the competition that's lying in the weeds when you're looking ahead in the next three weeks. So – Am I supposed to be excited that they won? Uh, I mean, I guess you should take every win that you can get, but it is hard for me to feel good about this team in a lot of areas. Defensively, they played a lot better today. I was glad to see that. That's where I thought they would get better with Brian Flores as their defensive coordinator. This is the type of effort I was expecting to see at the beginning of the season, but it's hard for me to get excited just off this win alone. It's like a, a summary of how a group chat is probably going with a non-Vikings fan and a Vikings fan, and the Vikings fan is like, yeah, we got to win. I told you we got to win. And then the non-Vikings fan is like, relax. It's yeah. Oh, it was an 0-3 <laughs> Carolina team. Like, so it's like, like I said, you better not be wearing that jersey parading around the office later today. Like, you know, it's just one <laughs> win. And you got a big week coming up. Uh, progress, progress, I think, as Miles San uh, not Miles Sanders, uh, uh, Cam Akers alluded to after the game. Got to get back to the drawing board, and we got to get back to work because a big task awaits them this week. So celebrate while on the plane ride home. But I think that's when the celebrating stops because once Patrick Mahomes comes to town, then you know it's business. And you know everyone's going to be talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> so this is going to be a big televised game. That's why the game's oh, going to be man. sold out. It's going to be <laughs> the popular. scalpers are going to go for the tickets. So just if you Kirk, can see her up there. All those sweet. Kirk Cousins Netflix fans, man, you better get ready because the Swifties are coming to get those tickets. <laughs> oh, buddy. All right. So we were – Looking at this last week at 0-3, and had they lost, it was over. Yeah. I mean, we knew it was over. So, all right, you guys are not celebrating this win, but do you see progress to encourage you for the rest of the season? Or is it Kansas City, show me something there. If, if you don't show me anything there, we're done with you. I think the silver lining for me is it's, it's a long season. It's a long season. You're only two games back the division with how many games have we played now four correct 13 games one and three play. got 13 games left to play good math um thank you very much um so in terms of like we, we mentioned saw a little bit better out of the running game today saw yeah. a little bit better defensively today as long as people stay healthy that of course is a big key um but i i did see enough to make me think okay Slowly but sure, you know this isn't a sprint, as they say. It is a marathon. Oh. So, did you just coin that one? I've never heard no, that. No, no, no. I definitely did not coin that one. Okay, it is a marathon after all. Because I was going to put the trademark bug up real quickly. Well, I, I, what do we hear from coaches all the time? You just want to see improvement from week to week. We saw it today. Does that mean that there's going to be enough improvement into week five to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? Yet to be determined. But like we said, it's a start. And and when you're a player in that locker room and you're coming off a win, it's a little bit easier to have a pep in your step to get back on the on the practice field. If you're sitting there at 0-4 and, and you see, like Ahmad said, Patrick Mahomes riding into town, you're probably thinking to yourself, I'm, I'm not that eager to get to practice this week because <laughs> yep. I have a feeling that Sunday is going to be a disaster. So 
any bit of confidence that you can take, take it and, and move forward. Because as I say, it's any given Sunday. Look, I, I've said it before. I've said it again. I'll say it again. The Vikings do have talent on this team. And if they play complementary football, I do believe they can make it to the playoffs, especially in a wild card spot, because the NFC is just not that good outside of the 49ers, outside of the Philadelphia Eagles, and outside of the Detroit Lions now this year. What about Dallas? You're not that sold on them? Uh, no, no, they're they're up and down. I, oh, we, get, we got a disagreement Washington here. Washington gave Philadelphia a game today. Right. Yeah, they did. Right. You're right. So right. you can throw Dallas, but I, they're all coming out of that conference. Dallas, Philadelphia, like only one of them can go. Then you're talking about well, a wild card spot. Well, one give you a wild card. Yeah, one can. Then you're so talking about a wild card spot, but yeah. So, but I, 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 due to the NFC and like you said, Philadelphia not even being that good, and Washington giving them a run for their money yesterday, I still think that this team, you know, like they have enough to make a run. They don't have enough to win a Super Bowl. I'm going on a record and saying <laughs> that right now. But they have enough to make a playoff push because, as we know, they have the same offense from last year. They just needed their defense to play ten spots better. They haven't been through three weeks of the season, but. Add in this fourth week, Marcus Davenport moving forward. They may have what it takes to, you know, get some wins, some close wins later in the season and get them a wild card spot. I do believe that. All right. Well, uh, Pierre, so he thinks it's a positive. You're seeing some steps here. So is there a reason to back off the ledge for those Viking fans that were set to take that leap after the 99-yard pick six? I, I think for the time being, uh, for the time being, yes. I, I mean, you, you can enjoy this for a day, like they say, and then, you know, when Monday rolls around, you can already look ahead into the calendar and think to yourself, oh, great, we're going to be one and four when next Sunday rolls around because <laughs> the Chiefs are coming to town. Come on, come on. Let's go here. I'm speaking, I'm speaking, the, I'm speaking oh. just from the mind of And then you might as well fan. throw in the Niners game, I'm, one and the six. Uh, well, well, they'll, they'll, they'll get the a win. Bears. Yeah, they, they, they got the Bears between the Chiefs and the Niners. Well, I'm, the I'm only Bears speaking, look good for a while today. I, I'm only speaking through the mouths of Vikings fans. This is I know what they're thinking already. They're going to look ahead to the calendar. They're going to see the Chiefs on the board. And they're going to say, oh, I'll chalk that up as a loss. But, yes, I think there is reason to back up off the ledge a little bit because you saw improvement today, and that's what you want to see. The offense did not have its best game. The offense really has been doing everything it can – primarily all season long to get this team over the hump. Didn't look great in week one, I know. But over the last couple of weeks, the offense has really been the the unit that has kept this team in games. Now, when you look at defensively, we saw a big step forward against Carolina. A big right. step forward. So if we can marry the two just at the right time and the stars align at the right time, who knows what happens against Kansas City? I'm he sounds sorry. like he's been inside the locker room because I was talking to a player last week, and he said, look, we, we, we can get Kansas City. We just need to start with Carolina. And Kansas City always gives somebody one early in the season. He's like, <laughs> we, we can be that team. I'm like, all right, I, I hear you. Like, it sounds good. They already gave know? the Lions one. I hear you. So, yeah. they, that is true. They did give the Lions one. It is true. But the biggest thing, like you mentioned earlier, is the Vikings need to hold on to the ball. Against the Chiefs. They got to do it against everybody. Today, they they got killed. 38 minutes to 21. Carolina had the ball that long. You give Patrick Mahomes 38 minutes with the football, uh, I highly doubt you're going to walk off the field a winner. Yeah, we're going to. Yeah. Go ahead. No, it's not going to be good. I I just, uh, again, you lose a turnover battle again today. Right. How how does – how – Man, it, 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 what, did, what did Kevin O'Connell say earlier in the week? It, di- didn't he say that if we keep seeing this, guys, we're going to be 
their jobs are going to be in jeopardy or we're going to have to make some alternative plans. Play some people who take care of the ball. Yeah, okay. Correct. So so you're trying to tell me that you're going to consider benching Kirk Cousins for Nick Mullins <laughs> against Kansas City? That's not going to happen. But uh, listen, it's it's – it's so hard to be perfect in all three phases every Sunday. Mm-hmm. You just have to stop shooting yourself in the foot. Penalty. Well, they didn't fumble today. No. Okay, so fumble. you got to like that part. I think that's more what he's referring yeah. to as opposed to the interceptions. And Cousins admitted that that first one, that was all him. The second one, I still I got to look at it better. I still don't know if his arm got hit or if the ball just came out or, or what happened there. But, I mean, those are, are – fixable right yeah but some food for thought here the Uh-oh. vikings really haven't played a great i'm trying defense. to be the positive I, we know but you know pierre and i are truth tellers here um <laughs> so outside of the buccaneers the vikings have yes. not played a great defense the buccaneers great run defense but we wouldn't say a great pass defense they are now going up and probably one of the best defenses in the NFL next week in the Kansas City Chiefs shocker i know because yeah. they're always known for their offense right so like you guys talked about they can't make mistakes against teams like that, especially not with quarterbacks that can go down and go no. make them pay. And offensive threats like Travis Kelsey or Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Rice, the rookie that they have, Justin Ross. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And so time of possession matters next week. Got to be able to run, run the football. Third down conversions matter next week because if you can't stay on the field, you just give the ball back to Mahomes and to get all that momentum and take Skull Nation out of it. That really, to me, is, uh, th- those are the two critical factors for next week. Keeping turnovers down, converting on third down. Mm-hmm. That Those are the two crucial, crucial aspects of the game next week. If you want to have any chance of beating Kansas City, those numbers have to be a lot better than what we saw today. All right. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Vikings Now. Ahmad, where can people find this if uh, they just stumbled across this somewhere? Spotify, Fox 9 YouTube, Fox 9 website, and then Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcast from. And uh, Pierre, you can follow him on Twitter. What's yes, yeah, sure, whatever. Follow me on the Nuge, <laughs> at the Nuge Fox 9 and uh, you can follow the rest of us on Twitter as well. Ahmad, throw it out there. Ahmad or Hicks X, TV, right? pretty, pretty easy, Ahmad Hicks TV. There you go. All right, that'll do it for us. Vikings are victorious, even though these guys are not celebrating it. Thirty or uh, 21-13 the final over your Carolina Panthers. That'll do it for us. Thanks for watching, and stay tuned to Fox 9 for all your Vikings needs.